0: Welcome y'all to Cross Politics. I said y'all. We've told you. Uh, Thank you for joining us, pull up a chair, discuss with us, as we riding Presbyterians, mix the taboo formula of faith, culture, politics, bringing the clarity of the gospel into muddle America. Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, Waterboy, and we got another pastor, Pastor Thompson in the room. Oh, there's a lot of offerings in here. Uh, There's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And brother Scott Herndon, who's not a pastor. But he builds houses. But he builds houses. Chaplin.
1: Uh, oh, and he's a chaplain. Oh, there we yeah. go. It's true. Chaplin he, Herndon. He
2: builds a beautiful beard, too. A salute. There sign.
1: you go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. used to be down to here. I saw that. That children do not like. The girls do not like. Oh, that really? Is so here. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, Dad, it.
0: you look funny. Yep. Oh, yeah. Your
1: beard's short. Yeah, and, you know, I, I've I've slowly trimmed it back because yeah. I ran for office, so I thought
3: you know. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear yeah, you. I it. didn't want to shock them all my, at once. My, so my beard's I, I trimmed it up recently too. It was it was getting kind of bushy and yeah, my my daughters in particular like my long beard too. Mm-hmm. My my bushier yeah. beard and I was like, but you know, I'm starting to look like a mountain man. And <laughs> You're like, yeah. 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 yeah,
0: dad. We like that. <laughs>
3: uh, so real quick introduction uh, yeah. to our guests. Um uh, Scott, I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to do this way. I'm gonna go around the, the room this way. Scott is, um, uh, I lost my spot, uh, born in Virginia, grew up in Sacramento. Um, you, um, were president of the skydiving club at Arizona state university, no yeah. almost 500 jumps in college and, and hours of, how many
1: hours of free fall? What do I have? Eight there. I don't In know free fall. It's eight. I think. Eight wow. hours. So yeah,
0: meaning that you spent eight 120 hours of twenty
1: miles an hour falling toward the earth and flying. Oh, man, yeah.
0: wow. Sweet. Um, <laughs> I've bungee jumped. <laughs> I've, never too... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I've never done that.
2: Never done that. Bungee jump reminds me too much of Lynch and I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Scott
3: lives with his wife and eight kids. Correct. Um, up near Sandpoint, That's Idaho. Right. Yeah. And um, Scott, you have your Uh, You own your own business, building houses, other residential buildings in Bonner and Boundary County. You got it. Um, You are a chaplain, or have been?
1: Yep, at at, the jail up in Bonner County. Bonner County
3: Jail. I'm just skimming over this, but you got into some trouble there and had some fun uh, fighting for the freedom to minister there. That's right. Um, And then, uh, finally, you have been a human rights activist um, since 2013, advocating particularly for the protection of... Of pre born uh, human beings uh, protecting babies from abortion. And you ran for a state Senate. I did. Uh, last year. And um, so welcome to the show. So great to have you on Cross Baltic.
1: Thank you. Appreciate that.
3: And um, we also have with us in the studio uh, Pastor Paul Thompson, um, all the way up from Twin Falls, yeah. Idaho. I told Gabe <laughs> this morning he's coming from Twin Falls. <laughs> and Gabe was like, no, it was. It was it was post falls. I was like, no,
0: I'm pretty sure it says twin falls. My
3: bad. <laughs> uh, he's pastor of Eastside Baptist Church. Uh, he and his Hi. wife, SBC, Renee, uh, who's also in the studio with us. Hi, Renee. Thank you, Renee. Um, mm-hmm. You have two sons, and uh, who also live in
4: Idaho. Yeah, they both live in Twin Falls. Okay,
0: very good. Not Post Falls. Not Post Falls. Not just, post just falls. <laughs> just to be yeah. clear. You All got right.
4: grandkids? I do. I have one granddaughter. Her name is Ruth. She's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Wow. Baptized. Yeah. Baptized.
0: Uh, well, <laughs> yeah.
4: When, when, yeah, biblically baptized.
0: Uh, <laughs> when, when the profession comes about. <laughs> we, we, have, we have onesies that we sell on our website. We'll get them something. One says baptized, and the other one says baptize me. <laughs> the me we give to our Baptist brothers, just, and the baptized little, we give to our Presbyterian a little, brothers.
3: A right. friendly Presbyterian trolling going yeah, yeah, on here. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, um, very great to have you on the show as well, yeah. and looking forward to, talk to you, talking to you further. Um, so, Scott, um, we have um, we we interviewed Heather Scott, representative Heather Scott, just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, our listeners, audience, remember um, the Idaho um,
1: Human Rights. Act. act it's the idaho abortion human rights act okay uh
3: which was um uh written between her and uh, representative green
1: that's correct john green um, right up in the post falls yeah rafterm area i think is his district district it, two you say post falls or twin falls now that's post Falls. <laughs> we're up north here
3: now, and, and the and the beauty of the uh of the play um that we we came away just wow this is great is Idaho Constitution already establishes human life beginning at conception. The Idaho uh, Constitution. Yep. It's yeah, it's just, Idaho Code. Yep. So um, uh,
1: you've got Article 1, Section 1 of the Idaho Constitution. Right. Talks about inalienable rights of right. man. By the way, which is to life to defend life, and to secure safety. That's all the text of Article One. In, in the Constitution. Constitution. Yep. Then, in Idaho Code, yep. in the yeah. chapter that deals with homicide, so that's right. going to include manslaughter, murder, etc., right. 18-4001, we rightly define the law to include killing, unlawful killing, to be that of embryos and fetuses. Right. And in the domestic relations part of our Code, we say that Preborn human beings are humans for legal purposes. Right. Do you and know was, when that was written? When was that written? You know, we looked into that. 184001. It's been a while, and we were not able to determine when its origin was. So, but providentially, I'm going to tell you, providentially, that was yeah. in code.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. Roe v. Wade, even yeah. absolutely. And so, what happened though was when Roe versus Wade came down, um, the Idaho code. Uh, the, added added a, a non-prosecution clause that, Correct. that said basically, but in instances of abortion, we won't prosecute this right um to to cover themselves for the um, the Roe versus Wade decision. Um, what Heather Scott pointed out was that, of course, in 2014, Idaho ran um, um, past a law that said, if anything infringes the Fed, the Fed's coming to infringe on our uh, right to bear arms, Second Amendment rights. Um, Idaho um, instructs its law enforcement uh, not to submit to any any infringement
1: on the Second Amendment rights. Correct, and that passed unanimously too. If it I it was correctly. unanimous in the House and Senate, yeah. it was SB 1332 wow. as a complete defiance of the federal law.
3: And wow. so Heather Scott's um, um, legislation, the Idaho Abortion Human Rights Act, it it it, um, it proposes that that non prosecution clause be removed. Correct. And that um, uh, some additional languages is um, introduced um, analogous to the um, to the gun rights legislation that says we instruct our state officials and law enforcement not to be cowed by the federal government and to uphold um, the rights of unborn uh,
1: babies in Idaho to life. That is correct. Yes. So what's the status of this bill? Okay, so the status of the bill, the way it works in Idaho, is you have to have a committee. So this has been introduced to the House. So it got what's called a routing slip. And then you have to have one of the House committees basically hear the routing slip, an RS, and they assign a bill number. After that, then you can have a full hearing in a committee on that particular House bill. At this point, we have RS'd the bill. So it, it is a routing slip. Okay. It has been brought to the State Affairs Committee in the House of Representatives of Idaho. Which is the committee that deals with abortion stuff? That is correct, Beck, They just dealt with it this morning on a, a bill about abortion. Really? Within the last hour, Partial Birth Abortion Ban Act coming out of the Senate. I don't want to talk about that on this show, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so that, dealt with by the same committee. It was. Okay. So they're the committee that deals with this. Okay. Now, in Idaho, the chairman are basically like, I think of them as the potentate. They get to say, unfortunately, whether a bill gets a print hearing and gets a bill number mm. and whether it gets a full hearing where the committee members would vote to either pass it to the House floor or to basically kill the bill. They decide both of those. They decide both of those. Mm. Interesting. And, and that's all we want on this bill is give it a print hearing and get a bill number yeah. and g- then g- have give it a, a hearing. Give it a chance. Have, have debate on it. And then if they don't want it, they can kill it right there in committee. And that's the end of the bill. Mm-hmm. Right. He's right. not even granting the print hearing right. at this point. The chair of? Of state affairs. Right. His name right. is Steve Harris. Steve Harris. Right. Okay. He's in his fourth term. Okay. He's got a great voting record for liberty and for conservative ideas. A 100 rating from the Idaho Freedom Foundation. Sure. Uh, but he's given us a checklist of 10 things that he wants before he would hear this bill. So, um... Did he give those, you know, you met with Steve last week. I did, last Thursday.
3: And um, did he give you this list at that meeting or before that meeting? He
1: gave it previously to that meeting. Okay. And we actually, uh, Heather and John, our state representatives, went about. But I'll I'll tell you, there are things on here that are completely contrary to what the bill's trying to do. So it's an impossible list to succeed at. But when I was in the meeting with him, Heather basically said, hey, we've got your list here. We've done the ones we can do. Right. And will you now hear the bill? And basically he said, no, you've got to complete the whole list. Is this normal? Well, it's not Republican. In other (laughs) words, Article 4 of the United States Constitution says that we, every state is guaranteed to be a Republican form of government. Republican includes representative government. That means that we have 70 House members, and if they represent their constituents and they bring a bill it should be heard right you're not talking about the republican party you're talking talking about about republic yeah style style of of, of governance we're not a democracy we are a republic right right. Right. this is our only chance if you do not get your bills heard then you gentlemen and me and every and renee and everybody in the room have taxation without representation right
2: we heard this from dan Foreman. dan Foreman talked about this when he tried uh, to do something similar to this before so, so this list that you guys got doesn't typically go to someone who's trying to bring something before the chair.
1: No, I think he basically created this list for this bill.
2: So there's no there's no standard for this. No. Okay. All right. So what's what does the list require?
1: Well, okay. Number one, the bill, the uh, Idaho Abortion Human Rights Act, has to be supported by committee leadership. Now there's a chairman and a vice chair of the committee. We've already run it past the vice chair. He likes the bill. Okay. The chairman, of course, is the one who gave us the list. Steve. Yeah. So, so. So, so does he support it?
2: So we got that one. Check. Check.
1: He he does support it. Well, no, I'm going to take because further okay. down the list. You'll see why. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Majority of the committee members want to hear the bill. He said worth the pain. Okay. okay here's the deal. There are a bunch of Republicans on that committee. There are some Democrats. He said, you don't have to go to the Democrats, because okay. we know that the Democrats are the <laughs> pro-death party in right. America, right. in Idaho. So, And they are. So we've gone to, Heather and John have gone to all the Republican committee members on that committee, and okay. they want to hear the bill. That's actually okay.
2: not bad. I, okay. I, yeah. I'm not okay. bad that.
1: By the right. way, we don't do this for every bill. So right. I mean, granted, granted, yeah. this right. Is, this is unique. Sell. This Sell. is unique. Check. Check. Likely okay. to pass on the floor of the House. You know what? I think it would pass on the floor of the House, except for some of the other check marks. But when do we really make that a hurdle? So we hear bills all the time that are killed in committee. uh, That's not a a reason to abort Republican government. But what he could be saying is (laughs) don't be
2: sloppy with your legislation. Right. He could be saying don't be sloppy. Make sure that it doesn't have any loopholes so we don't get hit in the back. Yeah. So I can see that.
1: Okay. Okay. Good likelihood of a hearing in the Senate. You know, I don't know about that. You can't predict anything. We have a CPS bill that's going to be heard here in about an hour on the House floor. Yeah,
2: I tied that one to the other one, though. And uh, But the point don't is, it's slimy.
1: probably going to be passed, and then we don't know what the Senate's sure. going to do. Know totally high. High. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. All right? All right. Uh, you understand and can articulate the opposing position. Yes, the opposing position wants to be able to kill children in the womb. Right. All the way up yes. through right. birth. We know yes. that. We right. can articulate that. We all understand that. The bill has practical application. It's not just for show. Now, this bill... If they implemented it and the governor understood it and actually enacted it, it would abolish abortion in the state of Idaho. Right. That's pretty practical. Very practical. Very practical. And we
2: have a hand. We have a friend already since it's on the Constitution, right? It's in in our Constitution. We have a friend there.
1: We have several sections of Article 1 of the Idaho Constitution that support this bill. Here's the problem. This is the big rub. It's the next one. Bill likely to win a court challenge. Now. You mean...
0: Uh, he it, wants it. Uh, it to will win? be challenged in court, and it's likely to win.
1: Yeah, but here's yeah. the whole deal: the bill is a state sovereignty bill. It is right. ignore the job. court. The court is wrong. Right, right, right. It's not the job of the Idaho legislature <laughs> to enact law that is unlawful. It's not the job to protect a tyrant <laughs> right. on the Supreme Court or anywhere else. It's the right. job of the Idaho legislature right. to enact just law. Right. right. For the sake of Idahoans, that conforms to the actual constitution and not some fiction. There's two constitutions, Idaho and federal, yeah. and there's not some fiction of in the Fourteenth Amendment that gives the right of a woman the privacy to kill her own child.
3: Yeah. Did you did you raise this? I mean, I, it'd be interesting. Um, Heather Scott's the the um, her initial introduction of her bill was called uh, "Guns and Babies," where she was raising the whole issue along the Second Amendment point, saying, "Idaho, we've done this before." Can we do this
1: again? It's babies we're talking about, not just guns. Mm, yeah. Um,
3: did you raise that with Steve?
1: We have. And, w- and I, mean, I think they're getting better at, I think our legislators are getting better at suggesting that that is the course of this because, bill.
3: I mean, in terms of that particular requirement, court win a court challenge.
2: Well, well you didn't care uh, uh, about here's that the with thing. the year here 2014.
1: The legislature is <laughs> a part-time yeah, legislature. Right. Okay. They, they're only in session three months out of the year. And then they go home. 12 months out of the year, who's in business in the state of Idaho? It's the executive branch, all right? They get their advice from the attorney general of the state of Idaho. Now, the attorney general, when he says, what is, because we've asked him, what is constitutional? Why is it constitutional for us to ban feticide, the killing of other pre-born human beings, like if a man kills his wife and kills the baby? Yeah. Why is that constitutional? Right. And- all, his entire view of the Constitution is through Supreme Court decisions. Right. He cannot independently, we've tried, I've tried <laughs> multiple ways. He cannot independently look at the Constitution without looking at it through the lens of Supreme Court precedent. Right, yep. right. So his entire view of what is constitutional is viewed through Roe v. Wade and 10 other court opinions of the Supreme Court. Right.
0: Well, and the 1973 ruling was not law. It was just ruling on
1: one particular issue. But well, I'm going to correct it, you and say it's not even a ruling. It's an opinion. It's an opinion. Even court. so, though, I yeah. still...
2: Back to what Pastor Toby was saying. If you take 2014 legislation for the gun laws... And you lay that up against this list. How does he can how does he say, oh, well, this is
1: different and this isn't. I'm going to tell you how. The 2014 legislation did not specifically call out court opinions as something that Idaho is going to defy. And that's wherein lies the rub.
2: Because it doesn't exist yet.
1: Well, yeah, we don't have any Supreme Court opinions just, that are contrary to the Second Amendment. Pre- truly, it's
3: preventative. But but it sounds like though what he would by the logic he would say if the Supreme Court ruled tomorrow that you know the Idaho open carry you know freedom to open carry law is unconstitutional, would we cow to that?
1: I would guarantee you that the state of Idaho would bow down to the Supreme Court on the Second Amendment. I guarantee you. So it. then, what's the Whoa. point in passing the law? There's no point, and that's so the whole the thing. Law- we are we are run by a court. It's a judicial. Oligarchy. We traded King George, the monarchy, for a judicial oligarchy. Oh, Uh, uh, oh, uh,
2: We need to go to break. (laughs) Okay. All right. Not for you. You skydiving crazy man. All right. When we come back, I want to talk to Apostle Paul. I mean, Pastor Paul. Uh, We're going to talk to Pastor Paul and try and baptize his kids. (laughs) Grandkids. Grandkids, grandkids. My My
4: kids are already baptized.
2: (laughs) Okay. A Little late, but that's okay. All right, when we come back on Cross Politics. We'll talk to Pastor Paul and see what we can do as Christians and how can we fight back um, for the unborn. Next on Cross Politics.
3: Mm. Welcome back to Proverbs with Pastor Toby, Wisdom for Kings on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. This is exclusive content for club members. This is session four. Proverbs chapter one verses eight
4: through fourteen. My- you calmed down yet? <laughs> no, man, I'm just
3: big <laughs> <laughs> We need to talk to a pastor now. <laughs> we need some good news. We got some good news for us. I uh, was so thankful to have. Uh, we got Scott Herndon, and we got Pastor Paul Thompson in with us. Uh, pastor Paul is pastor at Eastside Baptist Church down in Twin Falls, Twin
0: Falls. Idaho, yes.
3: down the southern end. We're up. For those of you who don't know, we're up in the up in the smokestack
0: part the, of the state, the chimney, hmm. the
3: chimney, and uh, and Pastor Paul's up from from down south. Um, so good. To have you with us again welcome um we need some good news you've been listening to this guy this crazy man over here <laughs> telling us how bad it is um so you've been involved uh, on a sort of pastoral side of things tell us about um the statement
4: that you put together and and the blog post and what you're trying to accomplish yeah you know we've along with some other pastor friends of mine in the twin falls area we've we're we're, we're active we want to know what's going on in our state legislative yeah. uh, work and. We also know that we have to we have to be really careful about when we speak into things because the last thing you want to do is lose a voice on sure. anything. If you speak about everything, then people quit listening to you. Right. But on matters that are this at this height of of importance, that like a deal Ten with commandment, yeah, that deal <laughs> with the integrity of of life, the sanctity of life, that deal with the image of God, that deal right. with who mm-hmm. God is and what He stands for and and His very attributes and His character. Then we we feel obligated. We must speak into a season like this, and so uh, we put together a statement that really is just a, a a desire to find as many pastors across the state of Idaho that would be willing to read it first. We don't want just people anybody to read it uh, because we're very specific. We're not just we're not just anybody who bought, filled out a, a form on the internet and and got an ordination paper. Yeah, uh, we're we're Trinitarian right. Bible believing yeah. pastors and uh, and and so we've asked them and we've been spreading this around we currently have 125 pastors throughout the state from about 60 cities yeah uh, i'm encouraged by that but you know we have 201 cities in the state of Idaho mm. so we're just over <laughs> 25% of the cities okay but the good news is is that every city of significant population is represented in those 60 cities
0: wow. so so this petition is encouraging pastors to support uh, this abolish yeah abortion so it, human rights act
4: right it is it's essentially established to 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 let the legislation know we want this to go to debate we want the public hearing on this yeah. it's not us forcing it's not us saying if you don't do this we're going to not vote for you next year it's it's only to say we want this thing to be be given a hearing yeah. and it's
2: mainly to um Stephen Harris, right? That's who it's. That's who you're going to send this petition to.
4: That's who we'll send it to, and okay. and it's who we we will send it to every politician, every legislative individual. We want them to know that pastors in the state of Idaho are behind this bill, and we want it to be heard.
0: Yeah. Now, but, have you received any negative feedback from pastors? From, I have not heard. I, I've not yeah.
4: received any negative feedback yeah. at all. Okay.
0: Um, um, why why this?
4: Why this play? Why is this important? Well, I think it's important. To, because we are in a republic, a representative form of government, it's important that the government knows what the people want. And of course, uh, it's we're very, also very specific. This statement is not churches; these are pastors; these are citizens. Um, we we vote just like everybody else does, and we do have influence on people who are in our churches, but we don't mandate anybody do what we do. Sure, but I, I think it's a good idea to remind our legislative branches of the government that pastors do have influence. Uh, and sway in people's lives, and this is one of of utmost significance for the church.
0: Are Are you familiar with the doctrine of lesser magistrates? Yes, you are. Yes, um, it, and and that's one of the. I think we had a uh, Matt Truella on the show um, a couple weeks ago. Actually, last last, last Friday, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've as, as I've been kind of marinating on that show and thinking about it. Um, the doctrine of lesser magistrates is not something that's taught in our churches.
4: No, no. As a yeah. matter of fact, the, the whole idea of the jurisdiction of the family, the jurisdiction of the church, the jurisdiction of the state. Yeah. It's a lost thought altogether, Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which,
0: but which is like created a vacuum for legislators to kind of do what they're doing without kind of accountability from the lesser magistrates, you know?
4: Right. And I think there's probably multiple things at play in this for one the church at large, you know, you know, and I, I'm, I love the Lord's church across denominational lines. As long as they're they're walking in step with the Word of God and and glorifying God, I love the the broadness of the of the of the family of God. Even if they're baptizing children. E- even if they're <laughs>
2: baptizing. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: let's talk with the Bible open. Though, <laughs> yeah. <we> yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> So, you know, when, when, we, when we get to a place in a, in a government where the church has essentially been sitting back in the closet yeah. and playing games and, and entertaining her people, then whenever a significant matter like this shows up, the church speaks into it. At one level, we have to wonder, are they going to hear us as serious individuals at the table? Or are they just going to consider us the guy who feeds hot dogs and cotton candy on Saturdays whenever Ooh, the whole gym, gi- when, when the yeah, community is coming yeah. together? Mm. Preach, preach out. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. And, right. and by
3: the way, I love hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So how do you thread this um, between, um, on the one hand, um, as you said, we don't want to lose our hearing. And so we have to speak with a certain amount of gravity, uh, a certain amount of intensity even, because we're talking about unborn babies. On the other hand, how do you not um, go off the other other end? I mean, so we have the unicycles and the hot dogs on the one side. You know, we're all a bunch of youth pastors trying to be cool and whatever, and nobody takes us seriously. But and so then I think we're <laughs> the church is starting to come alive in certain ways and say, no, this is an issue. The church has jurisdiction. We have authorization from Jesus mm. to speak to public magistrates. I mean, prophets did this. Paul did this. I mean, John the Baptist lost his head right. doing this,
0: yes. <laughs> um,
3: That's right. so um, we, we have this responsibility, but how do we do it in a God-honoring way, in a way that respects the, the office of magistrate,
4: in a way that also
3: doesn't stir up vigilante justice mm-hmm.
4: or violence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that probably is, is there lies one of the, the most complex things, because whenever, whenever a church does speak boldly into a matter, there is a kind of a vigilant spirit inside of of us that we have to kind of weigh out. Am I speaking as an American or am I speaking as a representative and ambassador of the kingdom of heaven? Yeah. So our American drive kind of gets in the way sometimes and we get a little bit ugly, spirited, mean spirited. Uh, we, we, we want to just be mean with our words. So for the Christian, they always have to be in check with our with our tone, with our words. Certainly we could read the book of Isaiah and Jeremiah. Obviously, these guys are speaking harsh, direct. But they're also speaking from the authority of Scripture. They're they're, they're speaking from the authority of the Holy God Almighty. Amen. They're not speaking from their agitated spirit that wants to lash out against another person. It's not a personal. It's not a personal offense. They're representing God exactly. Exactly.
2: So so let's let's do that real quick. I want to give you the moment to actually show us how to practice that by going ahead and talking to Stephen Harris. You got ninety seconds. Show us how how we model that and go ahead and yeah. speak to Stephen Harris.
4: Yeah, you know, I, I try to model this in my own city at Twin Falls. I, I'm i one of the crazy guys who shows up at my city council meetings every Monday night <laughs> as much as possible. I rarely speak, but when I do, I step up to the microphone and, and I, I appreciate, I, I I let my council know I love living in the city of Twin Falls. I love living in the state of Idaho. I I appreciate the hard work that they do. I acknowledge that they're doing things every day that I know nothing about, yeah. so I can appreciate that and, and, and respect that, and then I want to speak to their conscience is really what I want to do i don 't want to speak to the intellect here we 're mm. going to use intellectual words sure we don 't want to be foolish and dumb in our in our use of words, but the, as a minister of the gospel as a as a any ambassador of the kingdom of heaven, we our primary thing is to speak to the conscience of the individual that we 're speaking to. Mm-hmm. And so we want to speak with reason, we want to speak with with a, from a moral position, uh, but we're not trying to legislate or force morality upon another, but because we're coming from a place of authority that is God. Yeah. From that, we're going to speak to his to his conscience. So if
2: Stephen's listening right now, what would you say to him? Yeah. I would say, "Stephen, listen,
4: life is significant, it's important, it's ordained by God. It is given to you, for the breath that you have to li- that you have this very moment to write to sign bills, to send them on to committee. Everything that you have here is a a gift from Almighty God. You have right now, have the opportunity to speak on behalf of thousands of babies across the state of Idaho that no one else is standing up when speaking for. Go now to the table and get this thing for debate.
0: It's, you know, that's really good. It, It strikes me that Idaho is actually in a strategic position nationwide to be a godly example of what life looks like. We're a small state. We're a highly conservative state. We aren't like, I mean, Texas is 60-40. Texas is almost Democrat. Mm-hmm. <clears> There's a lot of states. <laughs> deep from the heart, Texas. Yeah. Deep so, in Long-standing long yeah. joke there. <laughs> Not very funny. Um, oh, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> but, but Idaho, particularly, yeah. if they actually voted or, or went through this process and approved ending abortion in Idaho, we're in a position of strength that I think, I think my mic just dropped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check check. Keep going. Just oh. keep going. We're we're in a position <laughs> of strength that um, I think no other state is in because of the highly conservative mass behind our legislators. Yeah. And to see a, a a culture of life grow up in Idaho, we, we talked about this before. To have a culture of life grow up in Idaho over thirty years, and and let's let Washington have abortion, have it, kill your babies, mm-hmm. and see what thirty years of life looks like. Right. And yeah. if we just had them, um, we've played this play before, um, with a. Uh, when Dan Foreman was running the same play a couple years ago Senate. in the Senate, yeah. his chair did Jeff the same Sittaway. thing. Jeff Sidaway. We yep. had Jeff Sidaway on the show, and we asked him, hey, man, it's 1857.
2: Solid pro-life guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What do you do? And and you're you're the chair of the committee that hears slavery bills. Yeah. And we propose a slavery bill to you. End." Uh, End slavery bill. Yeah. What right. do you do? Yeah. I, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And I, I have to respect Jeff. I think he was actually being honest and consistent. Yeah. And I, I respect him for that. I didn't like his answer, but I totally respect him for for mm-hmm. telling the truth because I don't think a lot of guys would tell the truth. Mm-hmm. We know that when we interviewed Ted Cruz. <laughs> 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 but I want to ask real from quick. From Texas. From Texas. Deep in the heart of Texas. Um, I want to ask it. real quick. <laughs> what would stop Stephen Harris from from moving forward with this bill? What is actually – why is he saying – if he, okay? What is his reasoning? No, that's a great
1: question. And literally nothing. I've been down there and hearing. Shut up. No, there's nothing stopping them. Check this out. If a bill, I went down there for a hearing on a bill that I proposed last Thursday. The hearing took ninety minutes just on that bill. Sometimes it only takes literally five minutes. Uh-huh. Five minutes. You introduce the bill. The print hearing never takes any time at all. Okay. So to give the bill a number would require Steve Harris to grant Five to 10 minutes of time of the state legislators. But but try and put business. on his
2: hat for a second. What is he thinking about? What is.
1: Wh- oh, I, I guarantee I know what he's thinking about. OK. I mean, I'm just guessing. You're But think about this. Too, <laughs> yeah, I'm tell you. Think about this. I mean, I hate to say this, but how many pro-life guys in the legislature and women in the legislature actually think we ought to abolish abortion in the state? And what if you put them on record right now at the top of their rack card when they run for office? Guess what it says? Pro-life. Pro-life. Yes. yes. Pro gun, yeah, right. All right, pro America. Now, what if what if you get them and they have to take a vote on whether abortion should absolutely be treated like what it is, murder, and be abolished from the state? Now, and they got they're on record with the vote, right? Because I've seen this happen to a candidate that I ran against in the Senate up in our district, and that's what was on that candidate's rat card. But then it turns out when ARA, this bill I call it ARA, Abortion Human Rights Act, came up. All of a sudden, that candidate revealed that they think that thirteen-year-old girls who get raped ought to be able to abort their children. Now, yeah. so what? So one of the things on the list was: bill will not be used against caucus members, mm-hmm. will not be used against Republicans. Mm-hmm. And this is the problem: if you force them to vote on the actual question, what yeah. if yeah. they actually are not? So this actually tags them. This tags right. them
2: in a way to show where their feet really are planted.
1: Yep. Okay. That's so right. that's
2: so that's what that might. I be think an that's issue. big fear. Okay. So, but so help me with this real quick though too. Um, what is passing through? Like what, what, what is bills pa- are passing yeah, through? what yeah. is making it pass the committee? What is he allowing? Do you know uh, what what he's allowing to well, pass? All kinds of
1: co- stuff, and I don't know if you can hear me because my earphones just went dead. Yeah. Okay, so all kinds of stuff is passing through. So, for example, uh, this week, by the way, other bills are being blocked, but this week, in the last week, a lot of those bills that were being blocked by Good Liberty Republicans in the House of Representatives got their print hearing in the last week. So stuff is, this is one of the only things left that is being blocked right now, that's on the table that Steve Harris knows about. Wow. So, so, but but, what thing, like... Can you give us some examples yeah. of the kind of things that are... Um, Passing through. Are being passed through that... Sure, uh, The one of them in the last week, uh, related to guns, Second Amendment. And uh, our CPS bill, this is a great example of Steve Harris being extremely cooperative. We have a bill that's on the House floor, probably in a few minutes, that basically we re-R.S. on a Thursday morning and Steve Harris bent over backwards and heard it for a print hearing, second print hearing on a Friday morning so that we could have it be for okay. another committee the next week. So yeah. he was extremely cooperative when he wants to be cooperative. He's a great guy on the subjects that he wants to go forward with.
2: So what can we do? Um, I, I think one of the things that was really shocking to all of us when we had um, Heather Scott on was we asked her, what do we do? Uh, and she's like, we need to pray. And, man, let me tell you something. Like, you're a Christian. You're like, yeah, yeah, that goes without saying. But, man, that hit – Hard to know, me. That was it
3: was it was really it good. It was
2: right yeah. down the middle, and it was like, oh yeah, we serve a true and living God that hears the cry of His people. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. We right. need to pray. We need to break our right. knees and pray to God about this and be hoarse by the time and, we get and, up.
4: And I would say that's probably one of the places where the church at large has dropped the ball. Amen. That mm-hmm. we Amen. we have yeah. replaced our regular prayer gatherings for entertainment events. You bet it. And mm-hmm. so I mean, just just consider this. Yeah. If if. I mean, not every church gathers on Wednesday nights for prayer, but that, historically that would have been considered the sure. prayer gathering night. Yeah, sure, Baptist, if You look Baptist. across. Yeah, I know that's a bad. <laughs> <thing, but. laughs> But we're okay with that. We, yeah. we, like it. we pray. Right. Presbyterian is good, <laughs> good example. Good example. On the matter, though, you look at the landscape of the church today and what's happening in most churches on what historically was a prayer gathering night, and they're doing largely entertainment-based events. Uh, so, prayer boring. So, yeah. Uh, advertise. Advertise it. Uh. You're going to gather tonight, and you're going to pray, and notice... How few Mm. people show up. So
0: one of the things that uh, I've seen stats where up to 70% of abortions are coming from professing evangelical Christians. Yeah. Um, This obviously is a church problem.
4: It is a serious church problem. In my city alone, Twin Falls, you know, abortions are only allowed in three places in Idaho. Mm -hmm. Two of them are in Ada County and one of those is Twin Falls County. Mm. In, In 2017, 258 babies were aborted in my city. And, and I and I, I look around and I think, where are the churches speaking into this matter? I've asked my city council to find a way to stop letting this happen in our By city. By the way, your
1: city council could do that. They they could. His city council, when you talk about interposition in the doctrine of the lesser magistrates, yeah. the Twin Falls City Council could ban abortion from the city right. of Twin Falls Whoa. and use their police right. department to shut abortion down in Twin Falls. Mm, it's something right. they could do. Right. And, right. And,
3: and the thing is, is I think what... I think we have a lack of imagination sometimes on this whole area which is Yes right. Number one, they have the responsibility to do that. So I, I'm just it's just simple that, that god requires us to act um, with the authority that he's given to us. I don't personally have the authority to go do that. Right. But the city uh, officials do. Right. Mm-hmm. They have
1: been yep. they have been given the sword to wield against yes. evildoers. Right. That's and, and Romans thirteen. I'm gonna innocent. tell you where we've fallen short as the church. We've never asked them to do this. Right. right. Think about it. In forty six years since Roe v. Wade, when did we ask our legislature to ban abortion yep. and treat right. it like what it was? It didn't happen until Dan Foreman's bill, and I can tell you exactly how Dan Foreman came up with this bill is cause I sat in the room when I gave twelve legislators the idea and the and this is where prayer comes in. God had been working on Dan Foreman, mm-hmm. and when I gave them the idea, Dan Foreman yeah. ran, yeah, with, ran it. with it. Yeah. And, yeah. But nobody had ever given them the idea <laughs> before. And, and the other about, thing
3: oh. to keep in mind too is I, so I I think that's great, and I think the other thing is is as Christians recognizing that um, they have a responsibility to protect the innocent and so forth, I also think that you we immediately run to sort of um, the sort of nuclear options where people immediately start thinking, well, then when the troops march in and then who starts shooting and this kind of thing. And I think you know what um God is able to save and right. intervene. I mean, yeah. Is it ever possible that there could be? You know, we saw a civil war. I mean, we we know we we know that that's. But but I don't think we need like that's that's not where we are mm-hmm. at all. And to, and to push and to say mayor, city council, stand up for the unborn. Um, and I mean, on the flip side, liberals have been throwing everything at us yeah. for decades. Yeah. Right. And. And they just keep running the play. They just throw everything. They throw the whole kitchen sink at us and they just keep running every play completely un, undeterred. Right. Like, why can't we do that? Why can't yeah. we play every play? No, sorry. You know, we can't make it to the court today. Sorry. Um, you know, right. but just, just make it difficult. Why? For the, for the sake of the unborn. Right. Um, I, I think we have, um, there's a lot of room. I mean, God is not bound by two options. God, God can run all kinds of things. He can make the, you know, the the prosecutor's car breakdown down on the morning that he needs to be. I mean, he, he, God, <laughs> God is not bound. And right. so I think going back to the point of prayer, going back to the point about um, reaching out to our, uh, our city council members, our mayors, our legislators, um, serving them, praying right. for them, taking out for lunch, saying, how can I support you? How can I right. encourage you? Well,
1: yeah, let me speak to that for yeah. a moment. The, the way you gain influence with legislators if you is you also have to care about the other things they care about. Yeah, right. You cannot be a one-subject person. You right. have to engage yeah. That's with them. Good. They are part-time legislators. They're normal people in our community, yes. and when they're out of session, you should be meeting them for coffee, and right. you should come and yeah. try to help them and yeah. what they're trying yeah. to do, and then you will gain a voice yeah. on think, this particular yeah. bill. You need to think strategically. You need to think about this over the term of multiple sessions of the legislature right, right. and work to convince these people. Not necessarily in this session, right. But in this between, it's a, a battering ram. Yeah. Yeah. just yeah. keep running it. Yeah, that's and, it.
2: And and being consistent too across the board. You know, if you're going to go up there and stand and speak about abortion at your city council, you also need to be speaking about how your tax dollars are being spent when it comes to theft. Right. How, what else should we have passed proposition too? You know, all those things. All those yeah. things really matter, and so. Being full orbed in your attack yeah. also yep. gives sure. you a bigger battering ram right. to hit with. But I guess, so, and
1: when they agree with you one thing, you gain influence sure. with them. Yeah, right, in other yeah. words, if you help them on one but, thing. But
2: so, I'm sorry, Pastor. You're going to. I just that? Wanna, I'm a, back to
3: you, Paul. Um, give a word to people who have been on the front lines of abortion ministry. I think sometimes um, it's tempting to get discouraged, yeah. um, downcast, and I think sometimes again people start getting kind of screechy mm-hmm. and I think yeah. they start panicking it's the heat of the battle <laughs> and, and I think they start saying yeah. things that really aren't helpful that aren't winning um friends and allies but yeah. are actually getting people to shut down and they're like never mind you're you're calling me names right and you're mm-hmm. like talk, speak to speak to the people
4: yeah you know I, I, i've I've really over the years have really tried to observe a lot of what happens like at my city council because i I tend so frequently I can tell you that there are the way that someone speaks to the city council has everything to do with how they're going to hear what they have to say. So to a believer who's going to speak into a significant matter like this, you got to write your words down ahead of time. You cannot <laughs> yes. be a reflective you reflective, you cannot be a responsive uh speaker at that moment. You can't you can't you speak with compassion, speak with 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 zeal inside of your voice but sure. you've got to have control over your words. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you go to name calling and you go to start threatening that uh that you know you're not be you're not defending your constitutional yeah. pledge to defend all things and I'm going to do life. this and I'm going to you know, yeah, so. yeah. You, you just can't go there. Well uh,
1: here's something you can't do. You can't get up in front of a city council or state legislature and point at the chairman and say you need to repent. That doesn't work. You know, it may work and there may be a time for that, but generally speaking, that's not how you're going to get the job done. Yeah. So, you're calling him to repentance, but you have to be wise so in right that blunt uh, I'm right. sorry. If
2: somebody's if somebody's listening to this show right now or watching this show and they want to contact Stephen Harris, um which they should be able to do that, but the tenor of which they talk to him or how they contact him, especially probably be the, for, for the first time.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah.
2: very important yeah. how they do that.
1: I I totally agree. That is absolutely important. So what what
2: does he need to hear that would help him move towards our position in this? I would
1: place? say that most of all, tell him that we want our Republican form of government to work. Just, let, just wanna... let, let it get debated. Exactly. And all if right. they want to kill it in committee this time, fine. They can kill it in committee this time. If yeah. they want to, if they're concerned about their caucus members, then they can vote reflective of their yeah. concern for their right. caucus members. Yeah. Right. But, but at least then he's respecting the form of government. That's right, and
3: not uh, and and not being. That's a- how
1: I would approach it, and I would say, I would be firm. I'd be polite, but I'd say, look, this is a serious issue. When we abort our form of government, we lose our voice, yeah. and and there's yeah. a lot of people out there who care about a lot of issues, and we want to make sure that. Remember, the whole idea behind the the government and our form of it is through our representatives we get the ability to petition and have a redress of our grievances yeah. with our government.
0: Yeah. Right. So,
3: okay, we got to um, point people. If you want to find out about. Um, the, if,
0: uh, if you're a pastor listening to this yeah, in Idaho, yeah, I, just, particularly, I, I lost it somewhere in um, there. The I, pastors of Idaho
3: Mercy Statement. You can Google that Paul, Paul blog.com yep. is where you will find it. It's right there on the home page. So if you're a pastor in Idaho, yeah. I encourage you to check it out. Take a look at it if you agree with it, sign it. This is a way that you can um you can tell our our state. Um, right. yeah. that this is important to us and call them um, to reflect on this in the light of God, in the Amen.
2: light of Amen. the living God. Yeah. And, 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 I'm sorry, I just no, want to add ahead. to this too. Guys, we can't underestimate how important it is to love our families well. Yeah, We yeah. can't underestimate. I mean, the battle really, I, I love, you, we talked about this and I'll I'm just going to share this. One of the things that God rebuked Israel for was that they were having the sin in the camp. It wasn't right. that the sin was outside of the camp. Yeah. It's that we had sin in the camp. So purge the evil from among your camp Purge of evil from there yeah. and then watch God move on your behalf yeah. because you're yeah. living honestly so you can fight well yeah. and so one of the things we need to do is love our wives love our kids love our neighbors and watch that domino effect all the way out too so we yeah. can't we can't underestimate the power of I'm God. I'm going to add this. We Amen. have
1: to love the church and we have to not fight among each other, uh, yeah, which absolutely. happens very often. How dare that you? Is a okay. key, <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's a key arrow of Satan. That's is why you should us, baptize against your against kids. Each other, so we can't go out and support good stuff like this. Amen. Amen. All right.
3: Um, wow, that's good. That's uh, good stuff, guys.
2: If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. <laughs> <laughs> Until Sunday, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight laugh and feast this is cross-politic thank you guys for coming yeah Yeah. thank you